welcome to the Onigiri and Coke podcast episode. Today we are filmed if everything goes well. And as you can see, I am with my co-host Lexi, Mayon High, and I'm with my good friend James. Hello. Hello. <laughs> so it's brand new and hopefully it works. <laughs> I really hope it works because I have a lot of stuff recorded on it. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, well, we're trying something new. Lexi, uh, in the last episode with Joshua Bardwell, sort of said, "Hey, girl, it's time to do video on this podcast." So <laughs> I didn't say that. Like we I have just to said now. I got inspired by other people who made me do it this way. Yeah, and you made me do it this way, so it's great, James. Last time I tried to record something, you were with me and it failed miser miserably. <laughs> so maybe this time. Well, and then you managed to reconstruct it in AI, which made it more legible. But then everyone struggled with my accent anyway. So, <laughs> you know, you can't really win this game, I don't think. I don't think so. <laughs> but You're that's okay. Enough. Like, I put subtitles for you if you want. <laughs> brutal. Um, well, anyway, have a great <laughs> it is <to> brutal. <laughs> I have so many. Oh yeah. Apps. Okay. All right. I'll. <laughs> you do. You do. And you're the one who helped me uh, finding this uh, current software to hopefully bring this podcast to YouTube. So thanks, Lexi. Um, and speaking of, no, not speaking of YouTube, um, <laughs> I just wanted, yeah, actually sort of speaking to YouTube, I've seen you, Lexi, you've just posted, um, a new video and it's oh, FPV. Yeah. So what, what, what about, yeah, what about that? Can we all catch up a bit to like what we've been doing recently? Maybe you start. Yeah. Okay. So I'm currently in Bali, uh, having a little retreat it's not that little it's like six weeks long but it's still a retreat because i needed uh to spend time with like-minded people and other content creators because i never really had it in my life and uh, mm -hmm. it's been really inspiring i took my drones and i was like i don't know if i will even fly but to be honest like they were uh, they were so excited about fpv and they were like come on give it a try so i did the maiden flight and i was like okay that like i have this thing that if I don't do something for like two weeks, and it's literally like two weeks on the spot, if I want to drive a car for two weeks, I'm going to be like, can I still drive a car? Can I still do it? And it's stupid, mm. and I know it, because I, I, I probably know how to drive a car, and now I haven't driven a car for like six weeks, so I will come back home and be like, <gasps> can I drive a car? So it's <laughs> the same thing with FPV. Like, I haven't done it for like a couple of months now, so I was like, can I actually fly this thing? Like, what if I die? Or kill someone and take someone with me like what if it just goes to the skies or something like this and it's just i know it's just in my head but still it was a really big thing for me to fly again and it was mm -hmm. a whole big party in my brain so when i started flying i was like oh okay this is great and then i got excited because that was my first time with digital and walk snail so i was next to this palm tree and i was orbiting it being i have it actually on a video just for the walk snail review but throughout like a couple of good seconds i'm like look at this detail on this palm tree it's great and i'm just <laughs> getting excited about this palm tree just orbiting it like a fucking idiot being like this yeah. is great <laughs> no and then i understand and then i got the black screen of death and i stopped being that excited but then i came back to this palm tree and i was like this is actually amazing wait so um yeah so this has this has been a really exciting thing and it seems like people are really excited on youtube as well for me to do fpv again but some of the people were like oh my god you're doing content again and i'm like i've been doing content every week for so many like months like how can you not notice yeah <laughs> what the hell yeah <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Well, I I, I wonder if the algorithm was not showing stuff because <gasps> it wasn't written FPV on the thumbnail and stuff like that. Ah, oh, that makes sense. I, I've been watching your videos. I saw them all. Thank you, James. Me too. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Nelly. Well, just, really you you got to subscribe and hit the bell. And make yeah, sure exactly. you get the notifications, right? Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. I think a lot of people just believe that they are subscribed to me because they always see my videos everywhere. Maybe. No one mm. knows. But thank you. That means a lot. I uh, I I I get notifications too. I, I guess that that definitely helps. Um, yeah. 
the you're the reason why I see. But also, you know, you're my co-host, so it would be a shame if I was like, nah, don't watch her. <laughs> that would be weird, wouldn't it be? <laughs> um, but it's good that you've tried Voxnell because that's going to be the main topic of this episode. We're going to talk a bit about HD systems. Uh, like I said, I don't remember if I said it in a group chat or just James. I was like, I want the vibe of this episode to be also just about, well, not experts in... Uh, HD, none of us, because I think we, we, we've we've been late to the party. We don't always all have the latest system. Um, oh. James and I, we still, uh, I mean, me for sure, I still fly some on analog. So, um, but I think it will be just interesting to have this little bit of big sister, big brother talk to people who are interested in maybe switching or uh, know people who are entering the hobby. Uh, but before that, um what's what's been up with you james recently what have you been up to i have been a terrible terrible fpv pilot and (laughs) i spent most of my summer not flying well i had a lot to do and uh i've 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 met someone i've got a partner i've spent a lot of time with her over the summer um yes I, i i chose I chose girls over drones, um, <laughs> oh. and, and now it's 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 kind of growing into winter, and it's it's freezing here. Like this is the jacket, right? Um, yeah. And it's it's kind of moving out of drone season, so I'm a bit sad that I I, I let up the the summer months for for that. But um, it it was really really nice to go out the other day and fly with Noah Lee, um, especially I think what really took you know, the icing on the cake for me was that there, you know, there was a family there. Um, they were interested. Uh, yeah. There was a there was a kid on a motorbike. He he, uh, he let us chase him. He loved it. He thought it was absolutely fantastic. Oh, that's great. And being able to yeah. go back out after so long of not flying. I mean, it had been nearly six months, I think. And yeah. being able to connect with that feeling of with the reason that we do it, right? Like. Being able to just go and interact with people and have fun with each other and, you know, just fuck around. We weren't doing anything that was... <laughs> oh, am I allowed to swear? Is this, is yeah, this, yeah. A, is this a G-rated podcast? I know it's you've had good. Bot Grinder on here. That's just yeah. fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's ruined us forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting out a little bit more. Now that I know my batteries didn't, didn't die over the six months of, of neglect. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really looking forward to being able to take those sunny days because it's been quite still here in Melbourne, which is rare. It's usually a very windy place. Um, so I think uh, yeah. over the next few months, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll maybe uh, put some more packs in my bag and uh, in go out hopefully with, uh, with Noli and maybe even fly in another kid riding a motorbike somewhere. That'd be great. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, no, that that would be good. And and uh, inter season, like intermediate seasons in Melbourne, are a bit always windy or rainy. Once we're in su- uh, in winter, it's cold. It sucks for the pilot, but it's the best season for the drone because there's no wind and no rain. Because even in summer, when we're warm, th- there's still more wind than in winter. So um, I know it sucks for us physically, but for the drone, it's gonna be perfect. So <laughs> we can go back to that spot and other places yeah so that's cool well i'm glad you came the other day um i'm sad you didn't get to meet sam who's my other fpv friend uh who lives near that spot that i took you to james um and he's a big reason i kept flying while you were on your big pause (laughs) otherwise i don't think i would have been flying so i'm really grateful i have you and Sam to rely on when I want to fly. I know I can message one of you two and be like, hey, you want to fly this weekend? And usually when I ask, people are available because Sam flies a lot more than the both of us, James. So you will end up meeting him. And uh, yeah, well, me, it's pretty much the same. Uh, I had not flown for two months because I had COVID and then I had the flu. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, I had work, but it was really nice. And I share James' feeling having a little kid to do something different because I've been to that spot several times. It's pretty good. It's very versatile. Like you can go there as a beginner or as an advanced pilot, you will find stuff to do. There's like 
you know, trees and um, open space. But next time we can maybe fly above like a tennis court, basketball court. Um, we'll have to explore this spot more. So it's going to be cool next time we go back. And then J James spotted like a lake. <laughs> and I'm thinking maybe we do that. But then you also saw that giant 5G tower. Yeah, a lake, a lake across the road from a 5G tower is probably... <laughs> A little bit of a questionable place to fly. Yeah. Um, maybe Not we'll test the signal strength. Not like over the land before we fly over the water. Yeah. Just <laughs> to see how it goes. Yeah. 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 We'll do that. You've been flying above water, Lexi. I've seen it in your video. Yeah, but it was really close to. Well, actually, this those waves they look pretty, but this thing is drastic. So I think oh, really? if the drone fell there, I would never recover it again anyway. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That's the risk. That was my second flight. Oh, you can... oh, that's good. But you can you can probably fly more uh, when you trust more the the system. Um, I don't I know... trust it. Yeah, that's why I want to talk about all this. Because I'm like, we all have maybe different opinion. I feel like Lexi and I was still pretty much on the side of analog, except you don't have analog setup left. <laughs> Sorry, well, I didn't know. I, I decided to go like full throttle and be like, okay, I'm just gonna go with the time. And now I'm like, well, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have so, the, um... I have analog setups yet. I mean, I have the camera VTX co uh, combos somewhere in my drawer, so I'm totally gonna like oh. switch if I need to. But I'm gonna be pissed okay. then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah fair enough because <laughs> you have to rebuild everything well that, that's it. what i wanted to um to talk about you know because um everybody has a reason to change to hd so i was interested to to first know everybody um what what was your reason maybe we start with james because i think you were the first one to switch to hd um what was your reason to be like okay uh, let's try this. Let's try HD. Also, tell me which system you're using. Uh, so I picked up the Fat Shark Shark Bite while it was still Fat Shark Shark Bite um, before HT Zero split off and started doing their own thing. And mm -hmm. to be honest, the reason I picked it up was because they had a sale, and mm. I, I'd 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 been interested in it, and I wanted to get a HD system. And then all of a sudden it was a lot cheaper. So I grabbed it and the first thing I did was I put it in a, a three inch toothpick hmm. because I always struggled with the quality of smaller cameras and lighter cameras with analog, especially hmm. um, just, you know, the lack of the dynamic range with those tiny sensors and um, you know, very blurry lenses and things like that. And so I, I, thought I could get something much better out of the SharkBite system. And at first I kind of didn't. Mm -hmm. So the first kind of run of cameras that they had were pretty, they were okay. Um, and there was a lot of that information going around where, you know, oh, it's just analog plus it's, you know, it's not that much better. It's, it's not really digital, you know, it is. But uh, I think a lot of that spawned from the fact that the, the cameras early in the game were were pretty, pretty subpar. Hmm. Um, and then after, you know, after a little while, Carl brought out his HD zero camera, which was the, the first proper uh, one from him and run cam. And I got the mini, the micro, micro for my mm -hmm. three inch. And that was a game changer. That camera was just leaps and bounds better than, I think before that we had like, we had like a, a fox here something or other and the original run cam nano and both of them were, were pretty pretty poo but yeah. uh that that run cam nano converted that three inch drone into the most fun thing that i had to fly i was not flying my five inch drones anymore um i could take that out to the park buzz it around get excellent video quality you know no matter what lighting conditions i was in it was working really well Mm -hmm. um and from there i was kind of i was invested that was when i decided like okay this is this is a real prospect rather than just a, uh it felt like a gimmick when i when i first got the the digi the um the fox air fox year 
e.g. something, it didn't feel right. like yeah. a practical solution. Um, as soon as you know, Carl started to bring out those new cameras and uh, the firmware started to get better and things really accelerated very quickly for them, I think. And it wasn't long after the one watt BTX came out and um, I think yeah, it became a really practical platform at that point. Mm. Yeah, okay. That's interesting. So how long had you been flying analog before the switch? Uh, well, I flew analog in like 2015 or 2014 yeah. when we had like security cameras that were just <laughs> yeah. a board with a lens on it. You nice. remember those ones? Yeah, uh, good, the metal ones also. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like the super chunky, heavy cases. Um, and then you get like the Fat Shark VTX, which was like this huge, mm. big thing that you, and you, your antenna would last like two flights and you just snap it. <laughs> yeah. um, and so I flew that through to kind of the... I guess the more evolved form of analog where we started to get diversity receivers, um, the mm -hmm. true D okay. and things like that. Um, that was and a I, I, I left. Yeah, it really changed things. I really, really did. I remember even flying, it was, I was racing and it was an unfair advantage to the pilots that had those diversity receivers on a 25 milliwatt uh, transmitter because they were just getting so much better video than anyone else in the field. <laughs> yeah. So it was a bit like, it was a bit was like you had code. to upgrade. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and I, I, I gave up. I was, uh, I was out of the hobby for like I don't know three years or something like that. Yeah. And um, and then when I came back, kind of digital, it just started taking foot. Well, um, I still flew analog, and I still fly analog. You know, I mm -hmm. trust analog more than. Definitely more than the Shark Light, like all the HD Zero system. Um, just because I know analog enough that I know when it's going to cut out on me. You know, I, I, mm. I can tell when I've gone too far. And that makes all the difference. <laughs> it, it really changes. It, it really affects your, your confidence, right? Mm. Being able to know just how far you can fly before you... Uh, totally fucked yep. and you're going to fall out of the sky because you've lost video completely. Oh yeah. It, it, it makes flying more fun when you just know, I think. Exactly. Yeah. Same feelings. Well, because of what you said, James, I'd rather ask Lexi straight away, um, your experience then, cause I know, um, you can relate, but same, like if you can tell us, well, obviously you just changed, but how long you had been flying analog for which systems you went through and uh, the reason why you've just changed now. Yeah. So I started with uh, analog more or less when James did, and we were flying mm -hmm. those chunky, really nice metal cameras. They were great. I loved them. At least they weren't destroyed so easily. Um, and I was racing as well, so I was mostly sticking up with TBS, all Immersion RC products. And I agree, Trudy has been a game changer. Then the Rapid Fire was a game changer. But then uh, in some of the circumstances when some of the pilots started flying the HD Zero, I have seen that it actually helps them out because they see much more, considering that at one point there were a lot of pilots that were doing HD Zero or the analog. And at the same time, it was kind of messing up with the analog ver uh, vision, I guess, because I was having mm -hmm. really bad vision up to the point in which I was doing like a little corkscrew and my spotter said that I would not do it because I haven't seen a thing. And he mm. was like, the fact that you went through this gate still not seeing anything, wow. <laughs> um, it was just, I remembered nice. where the gate was. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm gonna switch to HD zero. And to be honest, like I flew HD zero in Adelaide on the racing uh, like training, but I haven't been there too often. And actually I was really annoyed that the HD zero had this extra add-on to the goggles and I was using Orcas and I needed a different cable and this cable was kind of dangling there and then it got really hard. And then actually the cable broke a little bit within one day, by the way, within one day. And I was really wow. annoyed and I was like, okay, I don't want to deal with this. And it wasn't life-changing as far as I thought it's going to be. 
And then uh, I kind of left it somewhere. Like uh, all of my racing quads still have HD zero. And now I'm kind of like, what am I going to do with this? Um, so <laughs> this happened. And then I got approached by the walk snail and they were like, hey, would you like to check our goggles and our new system? And I was like, you know what? I need to go with the times and just, just do it. So I switched all the stuff and I checked on the bench if it's working and it, it did. So I took it with me to Bali because I literally got it like days before leaving. I didn't even do a mind and flight. So the video that is on my YouTube channel is literally a mind and flight. And some of the people are like, why wouldn't you push it? And I'm like, well, um, it's a new <laughs> system and it's a maiden flight. Like if you can push your stuff on the maiden flight, then good for you. I won't. Because if I destroy <laughs> this thing, then I don't have anything else for the next six weeks. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, so this first slide <laughs> was actually, <laughs> yeah. So from one side, I was like, this palm tree was beautiful. Like I was watching the footage of it later and I was like, this is a great pop tree. And every time I pass through it, I'm like, you're beautiful. Anyway, so <laughs> this thing happened. And then I had the black screen of death. And like with analog, mm. just like you said, I know analog well enough to know when I'm going to lose it. And I know when I need to turn around. And I know that at one point something's getting worse. So maybe I will start going back. With the di digital, it was like, you have it, you don't. And it was so scary because I'm alone. I'm sorry for saying it, but I, I don't really have a spotter that's like trained to do mm. any of this. Yeah. And the spotter is like, what are you doing? Because I'm just going up because I'm like, I cannot <laughs> see. So I'm just going to go up because I don't know what else to do. And if I go far enough up, then maybe I can just take off the goggles and just ask my dude and be like, okay, where is it? So I can just land it or something like this. So that was my thing. Yeah. Now, it happened to me twice that one... On digital, I see a delay sometimes. So it stops and then it jumps in. And I don't like it because so many things can happen during this time. And especially when mm -hmm. you fly in a pretty scary conditions or like closer to people, which is like still I'm keeping my 30 meters distance. But still, if I lose the vision, mm -hmm. those 30 meters are nothing. Mm -hmm. So uh, I was really scared of this. So I'm not flying really far away from myself and I'm not flying to fast because I don't trust the system at all and now I was flying orbiting myself more or less on the beach and I don't know if someone turned on a DJI drone or what happened but I was literally five meters away from myself not more mm -hmm. and I got black screen of death terrible and you see nothing you are you know that you are on the beach you know that more or less you are above the sand what am I supposed to do? Because I was pretty low because I was orbiting myself. And I just yeah. tried to kind of keep the sticks as I was holding them. But it turned out that I wasn't going up or doing anything. I just hit the ground. And it's obviously a sand full of iron. Oh, so that was no. a great experience of cleaning those motors. And I was like, good <sighs> that I have a screwdriver and I can do something with this. But I mean, if something just hangs up on me, five meters away from mm. me, then I'm not going to trust it to dive a waterfall with this. Because, I mean, yeah. what if I get a black screen of death while diving it? Like, I don't trust it. And I know that I'm losing so much really great footage here in Bali. But I'm not willing to risk it for myself and for other people. Because usually in Bali, you can say, like, yeah, it's beautiful and everything. And on the pictures on Instagram, there's no one else. But trust me, there's a lot of people here everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not yeah. risking it because if I hit someone... I'm going to just go to jail or just feel bad. Like I, I would probably, I don't know. I, I cannot imagine this happening. So I'm not going far away and I'm not doing a lot of really great footage because I just don't trust the system. And I really wish that I left the second drone with um, the analog system because I got the new walk snare with two antennas on my freestyle drone. And the other one has just one antenna. And I'm like, if two antennas give me five meters distance before going fully black on me, I'm not even using this second one because I'm afraid. Hmm. Uh, okay, yeah. rant over. <laughs> no, that's good to know. I'm I'm glad you you're sharing that. Uh, Maybe I just we... got something faulty, you know. So I messaged the walk snail guy, and I was like, "Hear me out. This is what happened, and I don't I don't trust it. I don't like it." And uh, they are taking care of it. They are looking at it like what what is happening. But at the same time, he was like, "Send me videos," and I'm like, "Why should I send you videos? Because it's weird when you record the DVR and it goes black. It just stops the recording." Oh. So you cannot really see what happened. You cannot see the OSD on the goggles that you see on the goggles. And it's like, mm. it's nothing. And I'm like, well, that's not helping. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's interesting that it also stops the recording. Yeah, um, it should. And then it, it starts be again. Screen. It starts again mm. after the black screen is coming back. Like you have a normal screen, but usually, like when it comes back, I mean, it's not like it's just coming black and back again. It's like five to ten seconds, and that's a long time. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Hmm. Okay. Well. Okay. <laughs> we'll come back. We'll come back to pros and cons of both systems. <laughs> but uh, I my guess is it. that you will have lots of cons. <laughs> I just ran it because I'm so pissed about it. Because I'm like, I want to go do the waterfall diving and stuff like this, and then I'm like, I don't trust it to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And do you think well, if you um, had if you had an analog quad, and you could fly that in the same spot first, and no where the black spots are with something that you are comfortable with that you would maybe then use your digital quad you know more maybe. like a little bit differently because yeah. you've got an idea yeah. of, you know if, of the zone if the, yeah if the five meter away black screen happened because of someone's dji drone because there were a lot of them then i mean if you have dji drones on analog you just see white stripes and you uh -huh. see that something's going mm -hmm. on and you have time to react here i didn't see anything like there is no like information or something like a heads up there's nothing it's just like off that's terrifying exactly i would be terrified exactly so scared yeah yeah well hmm. i'm very happy you didn't lose your drawing that day yeah yeah <laughs> i cleaned it or even just yeah or even worse like you know if a bad crash and then it completely like um uh screw your motors you know uh because well you, like i actually said, i hit the ground like two meters away from myself oh chopping those toes yeah <laughs> chop, chop. chop chop that's really bad just dangerous damn so are you just waiting on feedback from them at the moment yeah because i sent them a lot of videos okay. and i was like here you go enjoy it tell okay. me what's wrong with it mm. yeah all right and you said your analog vtx and camera are they are they home in ireland or are they with you in bali Dublin. ah Not damn oh, the, uh, maybe i just come as an express express visit to bali oh no i have to go to bali <laughs> i'm leaving in 10 days <laughs> so it doesn't matter Oh shit! Yeah, okay. We've still <laughs> got ten days. We'll book flights tomorrow. Let's go. Yeah, let's go, James. Spend the weekend in Indonesia. Why not? Actually, I can't. But James, you probably can. I also Mia... cannot. No. Oh, okay. All right. Me, I can't help. because of uh, visa. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't have that big of a problem, but. <laughs> yeah. This is bad. Well, um. Um, that's okay. Hopefully you sort it out on time for summer in Europe, you know, at least that's oh. something you're going towards summer and, and you'll see how you go. I hope you get some more flights in Bali, even if you have to be safe. Um, yeah, but, I'm uh, trying to... that, that much and there's a lot of people everywhere. So I'm not risking it, especially that I, I now work with EASA and CASA. Well, CASA is looking at mm. me, but I work with EASA really closely, so I cannot do anything shady. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and now we officially said that you have black screen of death, so yes. people will be like, "Oi, <laughs> Oi. <laughs> you can't fly blinded." <laughs> um, I never got black screen of death uh, with digital. So the, the system I, I've been using quickly is DJI. Boo! <laughs> Just can hear. <laughs> Boo! I'm not ethical. Ah, I make children. I make children work for my oh, cameras. No. Um, and the reason I started was uh, people asked at the time um, if I could test the system. So that's back in 2019. I said no <laughs> first, and then I changed my mind a year later. So they, I contacted them and they said, yeah, actually we can send you something with the. Um, with the latest camera they had at the time, which was the Cadix Vista. Because I don't think it was the first camera that came out with the DJI No, the first one was done like... with uh, by DJI. Then DJI stopped doing cameras and just gave it to Cadix. Yes. So, and then I thought, well, 
you know what, uh, it's, a, it's a great time that I'm receiving this system because ImpulseArts is coming up with their three inch and four inch. And just like James said, um, sometimes for smaller builds, analog is, it's either not good enough or it's too big or too heavy or whatever. So I thought, hey, let's put, um, let's put DJI in this, uh, in this three inch or four inch. And uh, it was okay. Like it was actually easy to build, a lot easier um, because everything in, is in. Like you don't have to solder. You just uh, you just connect it to your um, flight controller. It's just mm-hmm. mini plugs, and I was like, well, that's a lot easier than analog when you have to solder all your VTX wires and you have to solder your camera wires and stuff like that. So I find that that was great. And then the flying experience, I didn't know first that you had to do a sort of hack to unlock the, you know, the power of your VTX. Like it's not recommended, but you can hack it and do the 1200 milliwatt hack or something that uh, I saw on Oscar Liang website. And once I did that, it was better, but I still got like frozen, frozen screen sometimes. If I took off yeah. too quickly in the system, I'd not really time to, had not time to s- I don't know, set up or something, I would, it would be frozen and I would go straight in the tree because I thought I was moving and then I'm like, shit, bam, tree. Oh, damn it. So, um, it's, it's really not, uh, helping. And on top of that, for me, um, I get motion sickness with DJI goggles. So, um, the, yeah, those goggles at the time, uh, after like a couple of flights, I have to rest my eyes for, 30 minutes otherwise i feel like i'm gonna throw up you mean the big ones and yeah the big ones but since then for work yes it's um so for work i've tried the the ones that you get with the dji avatar because now we we get it um i mean we 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 fly fpv for Mm. work so we've we're doing we're doing everything in hd because i had started building cinewhoops in which i had put the hd system as well from dji because i knew we would prefer to use dji because um or at least hd because we work in like underground environment and lots of concrete lots of metallic metallic surfaces Mm. so every time i actually was able to test HD. I was also bringing my analog drones and I would fly both as a test for work underground. So even if, you know, uh, even if uh, I would have rather flown analog, the signal was rubbish. Like I, I was flying a bit like you, five meters away from me on analog and then I, it was all noise, but oh. at least I wasn't surprised. I could see it coming and I'm like, it's impossible to use in this environment. So let's use the HD and at least HD, I felt heaps more confident, which is ironical <laughs> um so that's why we ended up getting the dji avada uh, for work because it's it does what we need to do i don't have to worry about building my drones and it already has all the safety components like return to home and stuff like that which mm. when you do it for a professional um purpose casa wants to hear that you know they want to hear that you have a at least a system that is going to always work the same which I think my builds are not too bad, but I didn't want to build drones that I wasn't sure were going to behave every single single time the same, you know. So I was like, no, nah, I'd rather have the DJI Yavada, but it's the same. So with the goggles, I also get um, motion sickness. Mm. And if we want to talk about both builds, obviously my Impulse RC 4-inch on HD the, the drone flies very well and then it's flyable there's always a delay so as soon as i i, I um switch back to my five inch and it's on analog i feel a lot more connected to my drone i'm like oh yeah i'm turning when i'm deciding to turn um and with your vada you can't really you can't really rate that as a as a mini quad it's a cine whoop and it flies like a cine whoop it's it's a potato in the wind uh, i don't enjoy flying it like I enjoy flying it because I have something to film. I would never fly it. Like, I would never be like, yes, I'm going to the park with my DJI Yavada. Like, no, <laughs> this is not enjoyable. Um, but, you know, it's reliable. It doesn't crash and it does the job for us. And we use post-stabilization on it. The in-body stabilization is pretty good. So anyway, that's my experience with HD. It's not really exciting. That's why I am I was glad to have both of your input on it. Um, 
James, I could see you nodding when I said the delay is not enjoyable. Do you have delay with HD0? Yeah, no. So, well, that's, that's HD0, right? <laughs> Zero latency. Um, mm. And that, is the, that was the draw card for me when I was coming to picking a digital system. You know, at the time, I, I could have gone and grabbed a set of DJR goggles and a Vista and mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I did what everyone else does and I watched Bardwell and everyone else's channel and learn about latency. And I, re- I remembered uh, how we started and with the, especially the original transmitters, um, I, had a, I had a FR Sky at one point, which just had horrible, horrible latency. And even the video systems, like the cameras themselves, it wasn't so much the you know the analog transmission, but the the original cameras that we had had, I guess, more but very similar sort of like at the high end of latency that DJI has, which would be like in your your twenty to thirty milliseconds worth of latency, mm-hmm. and not having that connected feeling with the drone, not only made freestyle more difficult. Um, mm. I think it just it made it less fun. Like yeah. f- for me, the the adventure of FPV is feeling like you're sitting in the cockpit and feeling mm. like you're connected to this device and that that you are the device, right? It's an out of body experience. Yeah. And latency for me just kind of it takes that that little bit off that experience, you know, mm. that twenty mm. milliseconds. It, it does make the experience of feeling connected to something less present. Yeah. But with your system at the moment, when you, if you fly back-to-back analog in your system, uh, even though it's not the latest even system that is on the market, how, how different is it? Uh, definitely the HD0 I still don't have as much trust in. Um, with... The 200 milliwatts, I and the, the you know the micro. I knew what I was going to get. I was never going to fly far. Um, mm. I and it's a small drone, so I just fly proximity. I fly close to me, and that's fine. That's fun. With the five inch, with the one watt, it's definitely the penetration's not as good. So okay. I can I can duck behind a tree or something and lose enough video that I lose my confidence and. The fun factor is gone, and you know my my butthole is a little bit more tense, and I, I want to bring that. <laughs> I want to bring There's that drone home. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, mm. However, it is much clearer, uh, and I think it is the future. I, I don't see those high latency systems sticking around forever. I would assume they're going to evolve into something that's maybe even a bit more of a hybrid so mm-hmm. that, um, you know, we do have the option of no retransmission, of just being able to get packets directly to the goggles and, mm-hmm. um, and having something that's like sub 10 milliseconds. Hopefully. Lexi, did you, did you have time to, to feel any latency uh, during your flights before the... the- Death. Death. <laughs> yeah, happened. I do feel latency because uh, you know, uh, as a ex racing pilot, I kind of also mm. want to feel one with my drone, and mm-hmm. the fact that I I feel that I do input, but I see that it doesn't react right away, it kind of gets me into the mode of yeah, because. As I said, I really need to look out for the things that I'm doing. So there's yeah. a lot of the butthole feelings there, being like, if I do <laughs> something wrong, that's the problem. Uh, so this is a butthole feeling. It's just like, well, I shouldn't be doing that. Um, but yeah, I felt the latency. But I think what mostly makes me really scared is, like you said, when you start too fast and it just needs to catch up and then you're already in a tree, like you first hear that someone hit it and then you realize it was you, that's not safe. And hmm. I was, I think, always advocating for the safety of the things that we are doing. So this is yeah. something that's not for me because, you know, my butthole's not happy. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> I'm just going to go with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. 
And I, I can um, relate to that. The, the sound coming after your vision is very unnerving. I, I did exactly. try a few times uh, to, to fly a DJI system and doing a power loop and hitting the throttle to do a punch out to get up over something and hearing it before your drone moves, you just, it's because that power loop's only going to take a few milliseconds, right? Yeah. There's, there's not a lot of time in there. And as soon as that yeah. that moment of confidence is kind of twisted a little bit, you, you don't know if you're going to make that loop anymore. You, you might yeah. have just put your mate's drone up on top of a shed somewhere. Yeah, at the same time, like I was doing this shot in which I was over the palm trees and then I wanted to just go up and down straight to the ocean and just do really close to the uh, waves. And then I realized that I have a delay. So I cannot really mm. get so close to the waves. And then I was like, when should I start going up? How much power do I need? How 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 is the delay right now? Because what if it just jumps and all I hear is a... <laughs> And you know then, what I mean? ah! Yeah, exactly. It's like I don't have enough confidence in it to make the shots that I want to make because I'm like, what if it has enough delay to make me from barely touching the waves into, well, I'm drowned. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and also, I don't know if you guys are prone to motion sickness, but I do think that the delay in my case is what's making me sick because you know you get motion sickness because your brain is expecting something and yeah. sometimes because we've flown analog for so long i know that if i'm i know i'm supposed to go a certain way at a certain time and i feel like my brain always tries to catch up because it's not matching my 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 movement it's i think my brain has been wired to know what i'm supposed to see depending on what my fingers are doing i could be completely wrong but because i'm very sensitive to that like if i'm in a car um you know and i'm parked and someone is like going forward so easily so many times i thought i was the one going backward like my brain is very very sensitive to what i'm you know i'm supposed to do with my body <laughs> so i think that's what's happening uh, and exactly like you said the delay is is um is annoying enough, I think, to not only make me sick, but um, also the confidence. Everything you both said is just, it's not fun. And also the delay is not the same all the time with DJI. Yeah. Um, but this brings another thing. We yeah. have the experience with analog. We have been flying analog for years and years with no end. The people who are joining FPV right now and they join straight to this, don't know any better and they are more used to the fact that this is what happens and they may be feeling yeah. more in sync with their drone because they know that this is what's going to happen while we are just scrambling for air being like this is not how it's supposed to be like you know the old people yeah so th that's what i wanted to talk uh, almost um, as a last part of this podcast after we do pro and cons but maybe we can do pro and cons and conclusion in a row like each yeah. of us um i was i was wondering if you had because sometimes i have people coming to me in real life or in in the uh, in dms they say i'm just starting um should i start with analog or with digital because some people still wonder these days or i still get the questions oh, i've been on analog for so long i've seen you've you've been flying dji a bit and for work what do you think of that so i'm thinking maybe all of us we can go a bit to the major pros and cons that we see and then what you would recommend if someone was asking you tomorrow what they should do. So James, what would you say? I would say if you are about to start flying drones, first, don't even fly a drone. Fly a friggin' simulator, simulator for like a yeah. while. Same. Yeah, um, lossy drone. Train insane. Train then insane. I say go buy yourself a tiny whoop and buy an analog one and just fly that thing around inside until you break it and buy new motors and break it again and buy mm. a new flight controller and break it again and start to build up i guess you build up your habits right like how often do i need to order things to, to stay in the air um how often yeah. like how, how long do my batteries last you know how how soon do i have to think about charging them so that i can go flying today mm. um and doing that, I think, with the you know a cheaper, smaller system and one that's just more available because you can just fly it around your house. You don't need to go and fly, fly in a big field to do it. Um, gives you like, it's going to make it more fun, right? Yeah. Um, 
And but then, that means, sorry, I didn't want to interrupt you, but your solution means they still need to get a a goggle, like a pair of goggles that um, yeah. is analog. Do they, do they need to start thinking of upgrading later or like well, what, what do you not, think? Not if they go and buy the new goggles from HD Zero that have an <laughs> analog module that you can stick right in the side of it. Uh, I don't own yeah. a pair. I wish I did. Um, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm definitely uh, eyeballing that right now. HD Zero. I'll, uh, yeah. I'll send one down to me. Yeah, Carl, mm. just a <laughs> those sweet, sweet goggles. Um, and also, like, you know, you can get analog modules for the V2 DJI goggles as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's not as good. And, I mean, even if you wanted to go the walk snail route, you can get the the HDMI, the, the you know, the big kit yeah. that goes on the front. It's It's clunky. I'm not going to lie. The, the HD Zero thing hanging off the front of my goggles, it sucks. Yeah, um, it's 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 it doesn't it doesn't sit on my face right anymore. It doesn't feel the same, um, but it is a solution. It's there, uh, and it's you know it's cheaper if you if you want to be able to do walk snail and analog and just stick with a you know maybe you can pair it pick up a pair of secondhand Sky Zones or HGO twos off eBay or mm-hmm. uh, Craigslist or whatever. Yeah. Um, I would say I would say analog is the place to start as well just because with any digital system you're going to have I mean I can't speak for DJI I haven't tried but mm-hmm. f- firmware is a pain in the butt okay. and I know we have to do it for flight controllers and you know transmitters and blah 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 but with video systems the amount of times that I've seen or done myself you know, some f- firmware mismatch between I've just installed this new video transmitter in my in my quad and I've taken my, you know, whatever version goggles out or my whatever version receiver out and there's a mismatch. My OSD is all over the place or I'm not getting any video or my video is just, you know, terrible. Um, whereas analog, you're just not going to have that problem, are you? You're going to mm. turn your video, trans- your video receiver on and whatever that thing's blaring out, you're going to pick it up. Yeah. Yeah, very true. So pros and cons, roughly, of digital versus analog, according to you? Pros. It's lighter still. It's cheaper. Uh, it's more reliable. Um, for, this is for analog, obviously. Mm-hmm. Cons. Definitely, the quality is not there. Um, it. I think that's kind of it as a con for analog, <laughs> right? Like, it's just not as yeah. high quality. That's what we went digital for. The end. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Like you just don't get the fidelity on the end. Yeah. And maybe not future proof. Well, I guess that depends on whether people keep making the gear. Yeah. Like for now, there's still stuff that you can buy off the shelf and go and fly today. You can go and buy a brand new pair of goggles that have an analog receiver. You can go Mm -hmm. and buy thousands of different transmitters. You can buy so many bind and flies that are still analog. So I think it's way too early to say that analog is dead or or going away at you know in any foreseeable future. Yeah, even though, and you say that even though you are hoping we're gonna get HD with like low oh, latency. I and stuff. definitely want it to get better. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think there's still a long, a long road ahead. I think we're still kind of in the infancy of digital, really. And yeah. That, and that maybe I think about how far it came between our our cctv cameras oh yeah with with yeah. the terrible receivers you know the uh, the, the non diversity receivers we started with oh, all the way through to rapid fire so that gap was what like four or five years yeah. I, i'd expect i'd expect digital to go on double that 10 years yeah. before we we really see it come into its own possibly yeah yeah Lexi, <laughs> pros and cons, and and what what advice would you give today? You know, I would agree with James on the pros uh, being that it's reliable. You, I would add to it that you actually get a heads up whenever something's going wrong, and you can react to this instead of just having a little you see nothing. Um, and it's lighter, much lighter and much easier to fit into a drum. I don't know where I would put the walk snail in my racing drum. 
even though I'm using uh, all-in-one board right now in my racing drones, it's like, I'm not sure where, where would I fit it. Um, mm. So that's one of the things. Um, the cons of analog is, yeah, the quality is not there, but at the same time, I mean, while I'm flying FPV, all I need to know is this is the tree. Yeah. Yeah, this is the tree, don't <laughs> fly into this. Yes, I will not see This is scrabble. the grandma. <laughs> yes, I will not see the, um, the little sticks and stuff. But I'm not sure. I haven't flown like in the winter yet with the digital, so I cannot really say if I will not if I will see the scraggle during using the digital. Um, yeah, con. That's the only con of analog. The end. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. What I would say is yes. I also want digital to work really well and be really reliable. But this also requires us right now to buy more of the digital stuff so they have more money, so they can do more stuff connected with it. So it's all a process. And I agree with James, it took us like four to five years to get to rapid fire from whatever we were flying. And yeah. just seeing that it's getting better already is absolutely great. And I want it to go farther than this. But I don't think it's going to happen this year or next year. I would like all of the pilots who have been flying digital only to actually feel one with your drone. I really wish everyone mm. that because that's a way different feeling than flying with a little bit of a delay. And yeah, I would say start with Velocidrone. Get yourself a tiny whoop. You can buy one of those kits with a radio and the boxed goggles for like 300 bucks right now. So it's not a big thing. And then you know if you like it as well. And then it's up to you to decide if you want to fly the digital or the analog. And then it's also up to your budget. So what do you want to do with it? Uh, how much money you have to spend? And obviously analog will be cheaper, especially now Orcas may be cheaper after the Orca gate and Orca mm. disconnect. I need to update my goggles, it seems, once I go back to Dublin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I agree, updating anything is a pain. Like if, like I remember Joshua was saying that he is updating his Taranis as many times as possible whenever they do something, he updates it, but this is his job. I will not update my radio until something really significant happens to it. Like now I did HTX and I think I did it when HTX said that it will make my radio's uh, touchscreen to work. And this is it. I have not uploaded it, uh, updated it ever since. And I'm not planning to, unless they mm. do something. Same like people were telling me, oh, if you have problems with black screen of death on your goggles, then maybe update them. And I was looking at it and it turned out that I would have to also update the receiver. And I don't have a cable for this because it's in Dublin. So. If I cannot solve it like this, how am I like people who are starting and they don't know that they have to update that stuff and it's not on a really big card in a box when you open it. How are they supposed to know? Yeah, it's yeah. like I can assume it because I've been long enough to know that probably I need to update everything that I got. But still, it's like mm. I'm not willing to like usually yeah. I do reviews all of the things that are being sent to me as if I was a beginner. Because I doubt mm. that a lot of people who are super into FPV are just buying all the ready-to-fly stuff and stuff like this. I'm coming to it as a beginner. I have no idea if I need to update it or not. And it should be working from the box. Done. Yeah, because analog is pretty straightforward. Like James said, you will always, if you if yeah. you haven't got magic smoke, you you turn it on and you see you see the image, you know, it's exactly. simple and so it's still very simple and yeah, it like I said earlier, it's also a bit more soldering if you're ready to build your drone. Like if you're actually starting with five inch or four inch or not you can actually cinema, do plug and play it, too. And most of the FCs you have like the plug for the FC and the camera and FC and the camera give yeah. you also the plugs, but there's like just a lot of cables there. I can do it. Yeah, but you you physically see the cables and you're like, oh, it also even helps you understand. Oh, this is how a camera talks to a, a VTX, you know, and this kind of things instead of having it all like hidden in a big mysterious box. Um, mysterious so I, 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 I agree with you both. Like I would still recommend analog. I wasn't sure two years ago, one, two years ago, because I was like, what if next year? There's like an amazing system, you know, that it's just popping out of nowhere because people have been working on it secretly. But now with what James said and looking back at how little the progress has been made anyway since HD has come out, I still think it's safe. 
um, to spend a bit of money or the budget you have on analog. Um, it's probably a good learning experience to also have a bit of that noise and also what about the the fact that sometimes you fly at a spot obviously you see it with your eyes and you see it in the goggles and it's this shit signal that we get you know it's not amazing but then you have your gopro on it and then you go home and you're like fuck it looks amazing because you know you had not seen it while flying the (laughs) The surprise (laughs) um i think it's a good thing and i totally agree with you pros and cons um if anything i thought dji um is easy compared to what you both seem to say with updating and stuff you still need to update with dji but i don't think it's as frequent as what you both said and it's quite obvious because if you plug it to the computer it tells you everything you need to know so yes and it says in the manual uh, make sure you have the last version and all versions are compatible uh, throughout your equipment. So if you even have the controller, it will tell you that the controller needs to be updated. So on that, they're pretty good. But to be honest, I really like what you said, Lexi, um, that it's up to the pilot to try to buy HD, to give money. And now that I am done with testing DJI, because now my work is using it, I don't need to test anymore. <laughs> I, I don't think... If I had to buy something now, uh, I wouldn't buy DJI. I would buy probably HD Zero because Walksnail, you scared me. Let's see. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I will let you know um, if it's just maybe I got a faulty thing. I mean, it happens. Yeah. And it's absolutely OK. Could, and in this situation, yeah. I will obviously make a straight up. But yeah. Um, otherwise, yeah. yeah, I'm afraid of it now. Yeah. But like at the end of this episode, you know, if, I, if tomorrow I'm like, OK, I really want a cool hd system i would probably go check and i could still fly analog so you know maybe it's something to think about if i was going to advise someone i would tell them my feeling also i would tell them my budget because everybody's not like not everybody's on the same budget um but yeah i i feel like um we we still all analog team but we're hoping we're all old we're we're too old for this hobby We're, we're, we're the last generation yeah it's a bit like lexi said uh, the people who started on hd don't know better and they probably solve the challenges that comes up with hd just just like we we, we you know we solved our challenges like ESCs on fire and you know like well, <laughs> things we got like used that. to find without really seeing that much because we still could see something it's much yeah. better for me than seeing just a black screen. Like if you got black screen on the <laughs> analog, that means that you basically messed up or your drone is dead anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big challenge. <laughs> Even if you're young, I don't care if you're 15, if you have black screen, doesn't matter. It's just like, <laughs> no, like I'm used to like, if I get a black screen, that means I hit something so hard that there is nothing left of my drone anyway. So when I got the yeah. black screen first time, my brain was like, did we crash and kill it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black screen is is dead camera, yeah, usually. Yeah, yeah. It's death. Yeah, because even if your battery ejects, you're still gonna get the fuzz. Yeah, it's yeah. the fuzz. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I guess um, we we went around the topic, like I said, a bit more like um, older brothers and sisters discussing their thing and be like, yeah. You mean grandmas and grandpas? Yeah, grandmas and grandpas. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be that useful, but uh, I wanted to to just talk with you both about this anyway to to update my opinion on on the systems because um, I only know DJI and like I said, it's not my favorite band, brand in the world anyway. Uh, it annoys me that it's rec- a good brand for professional reasons, <laughs> if anything. But you know, maybe in the future there will be more options. I wish. <laughs> we'll see. We should Orca, do this Orca, episode. Orca are going to do something, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, some yeah. HD thing. Yeah, At they, some point, they maybe. were supposed to. They were supposed to, and then it was silent again. So mm. we'll see. Maybe they make it so perfect, they will release it, and it's going to be the absolute perfection, and we're all going to just switch to Orca and be like, wow, look at this power yeah. tree. <laughs> look at this palm tree even normal tree Beautiful. like when i first first flew dji i was flying at my local park and it was just standard tree eucalyptus and i was like oh i can see the leaves oh. <laughs> that was the same thing yeah yeah 
I was mesmerized. Cool. Yeah. Is that it? Are we done? So. Last famous words? Last famous <laughs> words. If you enjoy this grandma and grandpa talk of FBV, please follow us on <laughs> Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And if you can give us five stars, please do so, because this helps us spread the knowledge and grow this podcast. So that means that more people can listen to our old people's wisdom when it goes to FPV and growth. <laughs> so thank you very, very much for listening and doing all of those things for us. And also don't forget to leave us a comment on Instagram because Onigiri and Co has its Instagram. And yeah, we love you and appreciate you. And we're going to hear you again in two weeks or see you because this is a video. Yeah, maybe now we see people. Who knows? We'll see. <gasps> Season four. That means I will start, <laughs> have to start doing my makeup. Yeah, Me too. I won't. <laughs> James, I'll brush baby. My hair next time. Oh my god. Me, me, me <laughs> too. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll style my hair a little bit nicer for the next one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I okay. promise to brush my hair. All right. See you soon, everybody. Have a good one. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Good luck.